You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, so what's up, everyone? Paul Pasolakis, uh, Salvatore Cusmano, and Farva. Farva. <laughs> Brad Weisger has decided to uh, grow a porn stash. Yes. <laughs> it's really awkward. Okay, man. no cream. You were not allowed like near like elementary schools looking like that. Not true. I was actually at one last night. Were they scared? Uh, probably. Yeah, you don't look normal. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we've got a special guest today, Logan Wirt. Uh, Logan Wirt. Uh, is uh, part of Indulge Property Group at Keller Williams Domain. He also runs uh, Indulge Detroit, so we'll talk to him about that. Today we're going to talk about uh, interest rates. They're like at a three-year low. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with that, and I want—I kind of want to hit on that. And I also want to talk about how the low interest rates are affecting the, the purchase market, which isn't really all that much, but we'll get into that. Uh, first and foremost, I do want to say great job last week, Sal, for running the show. You did it without me. Stuff. It wasn't tough. You sound, you well, know. it was, yeah, well, leading up to it was tough. I was like, man. You were a little nervous? Well, usually I just kind of sit here and just like peanut gallery, right? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. you had to like actually like be involved and yeah. not be on your phone the whole time? Yeah. No, Tony helped. Tony's great. Tony, yeah. so Tony, I don't know if you know Tony Raff and Logan, but he was mm-hmm. uh, he was on the show last week. I was gone. I was in Europe, uh, which was really nice. I was gone for two weeks, and nobody called me. There were I no issues. You. you called me a little bit, but you not. didn't answer. No. Uh, but there were like no issues. That you knew of. That I knew of. And that, that I was involved in and everything. <laughs> Love that caveat. I, I came back and everything was like kind of fine. I felt like I'm not really that important. Where'd you go? <laughs> That's the truth. I, I was in Greece nice. for two weeks with the family. So, um, you really was, can tell who's important when they leave and nothing happened. Nothing, nothing's wrong. Yeah. Like Scott is important. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, someone told me this before. Jason it's like, it's important. If you leave and your business falls apart and you, you didn't do a very good job, and if you leave and the business keeps going, then you set up a really good team around you. That's that's how the mentality yeah. that I have. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Hey, there you go. Touche. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. So it was a, Sal, it, you're not allowed to leave. <laughs> yeah. It was a great trip. But let, Logan, why don't you introduce yourself? I know you've been in the industry for a long time. Uh, you've been in real estate. You've done mortgages. You've kind of been all, all parts of facets of the company. Uh, of the, the company, of the business. Just tell us about your background, how you got into uh, real estate and what made you transition from doing mortgages, which is what we do, over to real estate, which a lot of people do that. You know, they're very, they're, they're very assimilated in that, that way. Yeah. So um, I did mortgages for a few years back in the early 2000s. Um, and and then I, I put it on the back burner and eventually nine years ago, I uh, got my real estate license. And still kind of felt like it was being a used car salesman if I were to be a real estate agent. And, which is, uh, yeah, which happens a lot. Yeah. And I, uh, because I, I had encountered quite a few bad mm-hmm. agents yep. and, uh, finally decided I was going to give it a, give it a whirl full time, uh, just over four years ago. And, haven't looked back since and I love the business. I think there's a, as long as you bring a professionalism to it, then you really set yourself apart from from those used car salesmen so, type agents. So that's I'm glad you bring that up because I think in today's world everybody wants authenticity. They don't want to be sold, and everybody feels like if you feel like you're getting sold, it doesn't feel right, right? Yeah. So how did you kind of like what? I kind of like being sold. 
Shut up. <laughs> I, I kind of do. I appreciate it. I'm sure I you don't. do with that mustache. Oh, my God. Man. God but nobody really wants to be sold. They want to feel like they have a part, like someone that actually, ca- like, it doesn't, it, you, everybody wants to be told what to do, but they want to feel like it's a partnership and it's not like, like you're if sleazy, right? So how did you kind of like change that in your, in your, in your, so team? when I'm, uh, when I'm training the, the agents on my team, so I have a team of seven agents. Okay. And, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to them, there are times where, Sometimes they feel like, you know, I'm just, I don't want to be salesy or I'm not, I don't know if I have that like sales mentality. And I, I tell them, you know, yes, technically we're in sales, but what we're really doing is helping families. Right. And when we come from a, a place of contribution where we're truly just trying to help and we believe in our team and what we bring to the table, then, you know, we can truly believe that. I'm going to help this person much more than the guy down the street, or yeah. much more than their their cousin who sells real estate three counties over. Yeah, because not only do we care about them, but we know how much value we bring, and that we can either save them a ton of money, or make them a ton of money, or make sure that they're making the right decisions. We have no problem having somebody walk away from a deal. Yeah, which is. Yeah, totally different than I see a lot of agents out there who are trying to keep the deal together that they put their clients at risk. And I have no problem walking away from a deal, walking away from a house that is not right for my clients. Uh, that's that's interesting that you say that because we, I mean, Sal, we talk about this all the time. It's like when you believe in yourself and you believe you're doing the right thing for the person, then it's easy to be like, "Hey, man, you got to do this, right?" Because you, it, you're, it's coming from the place of good, right? Not from the place of greed or whatever it may be. And I think greed in our business is is pretty rampant, but ultimately, a lot of agents out there live in scarcity. And they're so worried about losing that one deal. They're monetarily driven. All they're thinking about is their bottom line, and they're not thinking about the longevity of the process for the mm-hmm. client, which actually ultimately will get you farther. It's just not going to get you the immediate results sometimes right. that people want. Well, and I think as long as you treat your job, a lot of agents just think it's a job. Yeah. But when you treat it like a business and you're consistent, yeah. then you're not worried about that scarcity. Yeah. You're not worried about like if this deal – you know, doesn't work out. I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage or I'm not going to buy, be able to buy Christmas presents. If you're consistent and you have a consistent pipeline, you're, you're working with a lot of people, you're asking for those referrals, you're treating your customers like family, it, the business is just going to come. And, you know, the, the biggest thing that I try to instill in, in my agents is showing up in the morning. It's you a know, big deal. So many yeah. agents yeah, don't dude. even show up till 10, 11 and, yeah. you know, or they wait, they're reactive. So they wait for business to come <laughs> to them rather than going out and saying, Hey, I can help you. I can help everybody. I can help so yeah. many people and, um, and do that on a consistent basis. And when you do that, then when you treat it like a business, you can then start to plan for the future. You can mm-hmm. start to, um, you know, forecast mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Like yeah. most agents have no clue how they are going to pay their mortgage in four months. Yeah. Yeah. If you're consistent, then you know what's going to happen. You can calculate that. But those, oh, go ahead. For those agents that don't know how to pay, how they're going to pay the mortgage, they should call us because rates are really low right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. Nice plug, dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it is funny. Saw though, that opportunity. The, the uh, abundance versus scarcity, right? And that's usually when you'll see someone take off in their career when they're like, there's, there's an abundance, you know what? dude. Like, 
No. You know, like I work with someone else because at the end of the day, like that's not what I'm about. I'm not about the absolute lowest rate that you'll ever find, right? Like, so go with that guy, you know, and, and see how it goes and call me if you have any issues. I'll be happy to help because that's what I do, right? And then right. they half the time they come back and if not, whatever, right? Like there's a ton of business out there and people who want to be helped versus just want like, hey, Logan, come list my house, but I'm only going to give you 1%. Right. No, or hey, Logan, right. list my house at three hundred thousand, and Logan knows it's only worth two sixty, right? Yeah, I won't take that deal. You won't, right? right? You know, I'd I'd rather I'd rather them call me in three months when they're unhappy that their house isn't selling, and now they're serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you know. So here's what's happening that I'm seeing. This. So there's a market shift right now, right? So it's getting tighter. Uh, real estate agents are kind of feeling it a little bit and they're not getting as much action. So what I'm seeing personally is that a lot of uh, agents right now potentially might be going into a meeting with a client that wants to list their house and doing everything, everything they can to get that listing. And a lot, a lot of times that entails telling them their house is worth or they're going to get more for their house than they might get. And I've heard agents like, I, dude, I lost this listing because I was honest with them. You know what I mean? And it's tough and it's tough to be upfront. But again, I think that works better long term. But a lot of these agents are like, oh, yeah, we'll get you that price. So how do you how do you talk to your team? How do you combat that? How do you work within that where, you know, you're dealing with someone that has a number in their head? They're being told by this person they can get it. And now you got to come in and be like, no, dude, that that is not happening. Yeah. So we call that uh, buying the listing. Yeah, when an yeah, agent just comes in and promises the world and and under delivers, um, and I've lost plenty of listings to to other agents because they have overpromised. Yeah, and I've actually gotten quite a few calls months later saying we should have gone with you in the first place. You were right. Yeah, you know, can can you will you list with us now or will you Dude, list my yeah, house right, now? Yeah. Uh, so now when we are in this shift, you know, in past years people. Buyers were okay overpaying for homes, knowing that the home was going to appreciate. By next year, it's okay if I pay twenty grand over because it's worth that and more now. Yep, that's not happening happening anymore. Appreciation has slowed down. Yeah, so everybody, whether it's lenders, whether it's realtors, need to start honing their skills better and showing numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, knowing their numbers so well that when they go into a listing appointment. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. Every, everybody just thinks that we're still on this upward trend and things are moving and homes are going to be worth more every month. It doesn't help when there are websites that are, <laughs> you know, forecasting right. that things are just going to keep Zillow increasing. But Zillow said I'm going to have a 55 increase. For, you yeah. Know, like years, right? and, and what I always say is, you know, Mr. Zillow hasn't been in your house. Yeah. They don't, they don't know. They don't know the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They don't know each micro market, which around here and, and in most cities – each neighborhood is its own market. A hundred percent. And, yeah. you know, going a mile out isn't necessarily the same. It's not the same values a mile away, even from here. Yeah. Right here, we're, yeah. we're right at 11 in Campbell on the west side of Campbell. Those homes are worth a little bit more than the ones on the east side of Campbell. hundred percent. And it's, you know, there that's are. How, that's how, like, pocketed it is. It is. Yeah. You know what would absolutely blow up the industry and probably make a ton of agents jobless. If the if Fannie Mae or, or Freddie Mac or the mortgage entities accepted, let's say they accepted an appraisal that was done upfront, right? We were talking about this. Like they hire tons of appraisers. They go out. They do. You get two appraisals, right? 
they choose median value, what one or the other, whatever, right? They do it up front. Every 30 days, they research the value. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine when you up list, front, yeah. hey, here's the appraisal. If you want to pay over, you can do so with the appraisal guarantee or whatever. Before the offer's even made. all of a sudden, appraisal's done. The, Boom. Hey, yeah. your house is worth 300 No. It's worth two eighty. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone wants to pay three hundred for it, they can. That would blow right? a lot of shit. Up. Like, yeah. well, imagine that it would, would just change the whole industry. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nuts. Well, and that's actually my ideal situation. You know, normally when we accept an offer, it's it's with the the mortgage process starting within two days. Let's say, yeah. you know, depending on on what's in the offer, and. Ideally, when you're working with some lenders, they are so quick with that appraisal yep. that it's back before the end of the inspection period. Yeah, that's the right way to do it, and that's that's my ideal situation. But a lot of people won't order the appraisal yeah. until the inspection's done, right? So yeah, so it just depends on the process. But I don't think that's a bad move because you're going to get an appraisal anyways. Now, problem is if the house is shaky and there's inspection issues, you don't really want to pay the money for the appraisal, really, right? So it's like a fine line. But to your point. If you can get appraisal done on the house prior and have it stick on that house, and then now that that appraisal is out of the way, and now everybody knows what it's worth, it would change the game of this whole like crazy. It would really yeah. change the game. I wonder, I wonder if anybody's talking about doing that. I mean, we talked about it. I think Fannie Mae is. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think know? so? I'm sure if we're talking I about it, we're I'm not the smartest sure people one yeah, 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 I mean, but like so. that, it's crazy. Be nice. The amount of like back and forth and over-promising, under-delivering when it's like, hey. Yeah. Well, I think this speaks so to the, the, the problem. Would be though, if you get a conventional appraisal done. Now, what if you got a veteran? Oh, whatever. Not, I mean, we, 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 we don't whatever. need like, well, I'm just saying, right a universally accepted appraisal. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, be, I don't. It think would just. Gonna, I don't think we're gonna get. It would just require soon. some collaboration yeah. with these yeah. entities, which would never happen. It'd be cool as hell. But what this does speak to Logan is the absolute importance of getting a real professional in this market because it is. You know, you should always have a professional. Don't be wrong, but Aunt Tilly could have listed your house uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago, and just it would have sold, and there'd be no problem, right? Now, right? It would have been a lot, an easier of a transaction. Today, navigating the nuances of the new market and knowing how, and understanding it ahead of time and being able to like work within that is is a little bit more complicated. So, having an actual professional that understands it at a high level is important. And yeah. somebody that understands that micro market, <laughs> yeah, you know, we have. I go to listing appointments all the time. I was actually at one two days ago where um, the homeowner was was meeting with me and their good friend mm. who sells real estate part time. Mm-hmm. Cousin Tilly, cousin Tilly, two, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, another county over, and Total, doesn't yeah. sell anything in their neighborhood. Doesn't understand the neighborhood. Doesn't know other agents. There's no roof in the there's area. A network. There's That's a, another side of it, which is huge. I mean, yeah. we we really spend a lot of time uh, networking with other agents mm-hmm. and making sure that we have good relationships with other agents because the negotiation process can be a, a killer for, yeah. you know, whether it's getting an offer accepted, making it through the inspection period, making it through the appraisal process, the challenge, challenging the appraisal if if necessary. And those relationships with other agents become gold, really. I mean, I know in multiple offer situations, if I have a good relationship with that agent and they know that I'm a professional and they, they know want to work with you, over they everybody. would much yeah, rather yeah. work with me because one, they've had good experiences with me. Mm-hmm. They've, they know that I've done my due diligence in, in working with my buyer to make sure they're pre-approved, make sure they've spoken with a lender, make sure they've actually gotten information to that lender so that it's a true 
pre-approval yeah. and not just a online pre-qual, oh, you know, dude, dude, yeah. stated income kind well, of thing. Those aren't good. I think I think <laughs> I think consumers miss sometimes think everything's generic and they don't understand the importance of reputation in our business because it's such a small community, especially yeah. in our business. It's like if we did a, a really shitty job on all our deals and everybody knew we did a shitty job and we sent a pre-approval to someone and ours is next to somebody else's, that agent would be doing the person a disservice saying that they're they're like we're going to do a great job. It's like when we put a pre-approval in front of someone Everybody needs to be like, okay, Omega is going to do a good job, and you're going to do a good job, right? That matters in the transaction. Big time. I mean, I know when I am looking at offers, and let's just say I have five offers, and four of the offers are from, you know, Okemos Federal Credit Union mm-hmm. that I've never heard of, right? Never heard of the lender, and then they're from an, it's from an agent who I've never heard of. Yeah, I have to convey to my seller that it might go great. But I don't know, and I do know this agent, and they're a serious agent. They're a professional. Their lender, lender I know. Their lender, you know, goes above and beyond to make sure that everything's done right and that we close on time and that, you know, the uh, the appraisal process goes well. I just have to tell them that that I feel better with this than I do the other. And I do feel bad sometimes that, you know, maybe this was a, a great agent from somewhere I've never heard of, and I just know. haven't yeah. encountered them. And same thing with their bank, but and it, you know, if obviously if the the price is way higher from the people we've never heard of, you know, it might be too it's, too much to not pass up to give it a whirl, right? But right, but but it is a factor for, in the equation of making a decision, sure. right? Which I have a love hate relationship with because I, I respect that. It makes a lot of sense, but it makes it really hard for any new lender that maybe does a really good job, like Sal. It makes it really hard for Sal to come in if you've never worked with them and, and get a shot. Right? Yeah, but that, but that goes back to like the, the work that Sal has done, right? And you ha- like that it's takes the time, network, right? Because now he Bro, has all these agents that are talking about him and the work that he does. Right, so maybe reputation he's more, right? isn't, doesn't just happen. There's you know, also, there's also a way to conduct the business, right? So Sal, I know would. Call hundred yes. percent agent every time. A, a, there, there are some new people that just don't know yet Absolutely. what to do, and so yeah. if an agent doesn't call me before they send over an offer, how do they know what's important mm-hmm. to me? Right. If a lender doesn't call me to reassure me, yeah, dude, we're gonna do a good there's job. So many people that you don't can do usually that. tell when someone's just full of shit. Yeah, yeah. And there's, right. There's, there's, there's just professionalism, and there's a way to conduct the business. And and training involved. That's why I'm so like happy to be where I am, my, the company I'm at, because we are the number one training company in the world across all industries. Built off training. And yeah. we, you know, before I was at Keller Williams, I was at another brokerage and there was zero training. Zero. And I didn't know what I was doing. But you got a bigger split. <laughs> yeah, I got a bigger split <laughs> and you know, a split of nothing and, because I didn't know how to do business. Yeah. How do I do this and, PA, dude? Right? Yeah, and yeah. now it's – I mean I have nonstop training. I was just at a conference in Traverse City last week where I learned so much going to Austin next week for a big so conference talking, yeah. and like what there's so that? much collaboration Monday through Thursday. You're not going to uh, Austin, dude. No, but – But, uh, you know, last last week I when I when or two weeks ago when I was up in Traverse City um, – I got the chance to to hear from the number one Keller Williams agent in the world. This guy's only been selling real estate for seven years, and he's already the number one agent in the world. That's hyper growth, brother. Wow. Because he treated it like a business from day one, and he he emulated 
the, the top yeah. agent. So that, he people, called the top agent and said, what do you do? How do you run your business? Because I want to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I know you guys do it. I know you guys do a ton of networking. I know you guys talk to a lot, a lot of other Gotta lenders, learn. a lot of other learn, agents. Yeah. And it's the only way to, to take, you know, to set yourself apart, really, and to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to, as a, as a professional to your client, right? Like you almost don't want to come across like you know too much or let them know too much about the deal either. It's all about like learning that, that comfort level, right? And having that uh, ability to make someone feel like, don't worry. You know, like worry is like the biggest thing I think it's in fear. this business yeah. that like scares people. And fear. It's fear. <laughs> fear is the biggest like stumbling block on like, in is life. Is this mortgage yeah. going to go through? Well, and yeah, it's in every aspect, yeah. not just not just the buyers and the sellers, but the lenders, the realtors, yeah. people that are afraid to make that tough call. Yeah, you know, like Dude, I don't want to tell them that the appraisal but came you're, in you're low, so I'm not. Over. Yeah, it yeah. makes it so. I've seen or it in like, industry hey, a lot. We're not going to close Friday. I'm sorry to tell everyone. I know that's a contract date. We're going to close Tuesday. Yeah, like that's the soonest we can close. And I, why? It. Do, I know. Here's why, but it doesn't really matter right now. Like Friday won't happen. Do you know what I mean? I let them big... know that a week or two ahead of time. Like yeah. people can live with that. It's like the last second. Like waiting Friday morning. Oh, we're not closing today. Everybody, this, this, <laughs> yeah. this is the worst oh, thing you man. do. I mean, people are buying houses. People are moving. It's a big deal. And honestly, some LOs will be like, "Oh, I'll get it figured out. I'll get it figured out." I'm like, oh, everything's great, man. Everything's great. And all of a sudden, like the day before, yeah, dude, uh, uh, dude, you, you you know that way before. So <laughs> yeah. communicate to people. Yeah. Right? If there are issues, you gotta just gotta deal with them. And, and there's a there's power in that. There's there's even though people might be upset right there, they're gonna appreciate it long term, right? Because people don't do that. Um, so let's talk about rates, man. So rates are, uh, at a three year low, uh, there's literally like 8 million people in the country that can refinance right now and save money. And so that's one side of it, right? There's a ton of people that are just, are, just are sitting at higher rates that are just, it's crazy. Cause all you're doing is taxing yourself by not at least looking into it. Cause like your house is a really big asset. It'd be like, here's how I look at it. If you had a 401k and, and all you had to do was like make a phone call and you can get a half percent higher on your money. Wouldn't people do that? Yeah, of course. It's a half percent, but people don't look at their debt the same way by saving a half percent. It's the same I thing. I got to pay closing costs again. No, you don't. Well, you'll pay your title fees, and then you'll shave ten years off your loan and right. half a whatever point. it is. There's so many ways <laughs> okay. to structure it, and if <laughs> you you're know? doing it the right way, like you just got to take advantage of it. But on the other side of it, you know, the price of money being so cheap, the real estate market is kind of at a like a like a it's like a leveling off right now. It's like plateauing. There's not as much growth, but it's weird to me because the price of money is so cheap that buying a house right now does make sense. You know what I mean? So how do how do you convey that to your clients, Logan? Like, and how how do you is, is that a part of the conversation? Because I think it's some agents miss that. It's like, dude, take advantage of it. I mean, you're below four percent on your money on hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, you should probably take advantage of that. Yeah. So I actually have this conversation very often with buyers. Um, and it's the question they ask is, you know, do I do I sell my house now or do I wait to buy? Because if I sell, I'm going to be selling high, but I'm going to be yeah. buying high. Yeah. So do I wait a couple of years and buy low? And really, it's then we start to do the math. The price of we money. start to figure out like, I don't know. Let's find out what truly makes sense, not just oh no no, no sell now, sell now. Because oh, I want the deal. I want the yeah, deal. Like, the, right, yeah. Let's let's talk about what math. makes the most sense. And maybe if you know you have a, an amazing rate right now, you owe very little. You know, would that money that you 
you know, the, the proceeds from the home, can you make more in the market? Yeah. You know, can you, can you go invest that cash and then, you know, there's a lot of things and you sell can now yeah. when that, when, it, when you can sell for, for high. Most of the people that, um, we're talking to are, are very nervous right now. It is because there's a you lot know? of X factors. There's no yeah. way the recession's yeah. coming. I, what, my job, like there is nervousness, but right? being able to lock in that low rate for 30 years Dude. is, I mean, that, that's why I moved in November. Yeah. Because I said, you know what? Just in case, if I'm going to be quote unquote stuck somewhere for the next eight years, yep, I want to like it. I I want it to be big enough for the growing family that yeah. I have coming. Which congratulations, it, by the way. thank you. And I and I want to make sure I have that low rate so my payments low. Yeah, you know I'm in a commission business. I want to make sure my payments as low as possible. I actually just I, I bought the house in November. I'm refining tomorrow. You I'm should, closing. Yeah. And I'm saving $700 a month. And here's what people don't get. You can refinance 100 times. That's a huge refinance. Right? That's a huge refinance. <laughs> That's a huge refinance. <laughs> you, you can refinance a lot. As long as you do it smart and like you don't incur a lot of costs every time you refinance. You, like re, Let's say you refinance today. Because people ask us all the time, like, oh, well, rates are going down. What if in like six months or lower? We'll, we'll you do refi it, again? Do it again. <laughs> you but, know, as long as the cost makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, you. I think – when talking to a client about their goals, like on our end, right? When we're structuring a mortgage, what should I do? Should I pay points? Should I not pay points? 15 years. How long do you see yourself in this house, right? right? Are you a first time home buyer, right? And you're single, dude, you're not going to be there. Your girl's going to come in there and want a bigger house. So let's talk like a five to seven year plan, maybe 10 by the way you're talking to me on the phone but it's really all about creating a plan like like a real plan and then you you kind of live into that now when you have a cash buyer that's a true loss or gain right like whether it appreciates or goes down but when you're talking about the the price of money yeah right if you got in at five percent versus four percent let's say it's a hundred dollars two hundred dollars difference yeah that's 40 grand of loan right so if you're financing it and you're putting minimum down even 20 percent down Look at that extra that affords you that that different loan and kind of take that into a perspective as far as equity goes. Because if you're going to be there 10 or 15 years, the extra interest you'll pay or where your loan will be, that's like the other part of it that people there's don't so really many, think There's of, so right? many reasons to lower your interest rate on your mortgage. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's your biggest asset. There's a lot of – and there's a lot of ways to structure it. Fear, again, stops a lot of people from doing but it's, things. It's also – it's not even just lowering the interest rate on your mortgage. It's lowering your overall interest on your debt because a lot of people right now, maybe they – they, uh, you know, three, four years ago, everybody has debt right now, dude. Right. But everybody three, four years ago when rates were crazy low, right? They're at, they're at three and a half percent right now on a 30 year, right? But now they have equity because the market's appreciated. That's real low. <laughs> they, they were, they were that low with like three, four years ago, right? But now their, right, house, their house is, right now, right? Yeah. Exactly. Their house is appreciated. They have a bunch of credit card debt. You could take a bit of a higher rate on your mortgage to get rid of that 30%. Interest credit yeah, card. We, we right? can talk so, about blended rates and all it's that. Just, and then we can go into that. There's but a lot I, of ways to refinance. I, I just right think now. it's interesting. Our market is it, it, like it, it's been shifting like so quickly. Like it, like we went from a year ago thinking we're gonna have high rates and like it just the yeah. market a year. I ago, honestly thought we'd be at six right now. We all so did. did. We all did ex- except for Barry Habib. So like, <laughs> um, anyways. So it's it's it, our market right now is super interesting. I, I like it's super interesting. I think people need to really think about their bottom line and think about. What money is in their pocket? So we have the similar conversation to what you guys have about about discount rates. Mm-hmm. We have about commission. Same thing. You know, it's like what, thing. What, what do you want? You know, for a discount rate, 
you know, if you're going to be like people, I, re- I remember when I was selling mortgages, people say, I don't want to pay, re- I don't want to pay points. I don't want to pay points. Points can make a lot of sense. In certain, they can. Yeah. They can. In if some, I can lower my payment by, if I pay this, you know, $2,000 point yeah. on a $200,000 loan, I'm paying a point. What's the value on that? If I'm going to be making money in 14 months, it's a good investment. I, then why not? Yeah. In you a know, predicted so, rising rate environment, it makes yeah. all the sense. Right? There's a lot of, there's, again, people have this idea, they have ideas because the media kind of puts stuff out there. I've got to lower my rate 2%. No, you don't. If you're a $400,000 loan and you save half a percent, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Imagine if in December you took a credit of two or three points towards your closing costs and now you're refining that away. Yeah. It's like free, it just, free just, money. It just depends. Yeah, yeah. It just depends but on how you can't predict it. the future either, right? Mm-hmm. So no. you have to like have a bit of a plan. And I think people buy a house. Sorry. No, it's okay. Like you have to, you have to sometimes take the numbers as they are, no matter what. And like realize that I need to buy this house. I'm having a baby or I'm doing this. So like that becomes the main motivator. And then you just figure the numbers out the best way you can afterwards. Mm -hmm. Not make a decision of am I going to buy or am I going to rent? It's funny because I don't think rates actually play a huge role in people's decision to buy. Uh, Even when they're high or low, it just seems like people have reasons to move. Whether you know, and today it's a little bit different because you know it's technical and things are kind of moving differently in their buy seller situations. But um, overall, I think when people decide to move, the rate is just like, let me get the best rate I can now. For sure, but your buying power does obviously go up when when rates are low. You know, I know I can afford more, a lot more if I have a you know if I had a steady salary. Yeah, and you know I was making. $5,000 $5,000 a month. Well, what I could afford when rates were at 6% compared to what I can afford when rates are at three and a half or, you know, you want to hear something super, of difference. You, you want to hear something super fucked up? Sal, myself and Brad cannot refinance because uh, we, and we own a mortgage company and our my rates. Are I can, four, you can, but we, we I can. have the highest interest rate in the world. Right. Now. I know. I, I <laughs> we much, own a mortgage company. Than I'm than at 4.6. He's at like five something. And mine's at, why well, <laughs> can't you refinance? I'm at, I'm at five, three, seven, five. business a year and a half ago. I think I'm self employed. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think I'm at five and three eighths or five and a quarter. Right. You know what? There. What people also don't take into effect when they buy a house, because I always hear this a year later when their escrow accounts adjust. They don't. And I try to tell, like, hey, your yeah, taxes yeah, yeah. are going to go up, right, next year mm. or next – Especially people that are limping but, in. They're limping in. Yeah. Like, they're like, I can't have my payment higher. Like, like their bro. DTI is like 44.999 and it will not work above that. Right. Like, mm. hey, just so you know, your, payment's your taxes go are probably going to double. You know, and that's like a good thing about to know. Double, but they're going to go up. Mine went up two G's. It bro. depends on the house. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a conversation that I feel like a lot of realtors are scared to have Fear. when they're when they're shopping. They don't want them to not house. put an offer. Yeah, they don't want them to not put an offer. They're only thinking about their their commission check yeah, that yeah. they're hoping to get in thirty they're days. Look at this cute flip in Birmingham. Right? Yeah. Taxes are three grand right now. Yeah, they're going to go to great. seven. And yeah. Either they don't know, or they're too scared to tell right. them yeah. that. Actually, these taxes are going to – They're going to go up. They're, they're going to go double. up. And knowing how to calculate it. Mm. I mean the fact that I Let's, see agents <laughs> that don't even know how to calculate what the taxes are or roughly where they're going to end up mm. yeah. is is mind-blowing to me. And it's, Considering it's a, it's a website dude. that you just put in the SEV. Yeah. It's, I mean it's like yeah. – It's really sad. I, I feel bad for consumers sometimes because they get lulled into this idea that every, everything's the same. And the reality is My there's favorite. so many nuances in real estate and this is why I don't think there's going to be a lot of – there will be automation in our industry, but you can never get away from the idea of having true professionals actually guide you because it's such a – there's so many title work, appraisals, lo- loans, uh, uh, 
taxes, insurance. There's so many different pieces towards get buying taxes a house. Taxes, insurance is is one of the most important things, and it's the I most underrated. Understand? I mean, maybe not so much insurance, but taxes for sure. I mean, you have to understand that those don't say the same. Thirty year fixed does not mean thirty year fixed outgoing out of your pocket. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Just your principal and interest. Change. Yeah. All right. Before we run out of time, I do want to talk about Indulge Detroit. It's something that you're involved in. Did you start it? I, I don't, so tell me, tell the audience about what it is exactly. Well, so originally uh, about eight years ago, I started uh, a little business called Indulge Detroit and it was really to attract people to Metro Detroit, to the city of Detroit. Which back then was, it was just starting and people were like talking. Yeah. About it. Yeah. yeah. And so, there was a lot of cool stuff happening and I, and I knew I wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to attract people who had left Michigan to come back. Which is, so yeah, yeah, it's big. We did a, a lot of events. We had, um, you know, whether it was a new store opening or happy hours, things like that, that we would, uh, we would throw to, to attract people to different locations in the city. Uh, today it's, it's mainly, an arm for my, my real estate business. People trusted us to show them where was fun and cool and new and hip in the city. Yeah. And now they trust us to help them find homes, which and is it was, very symbiotic. Yeah. It was the yeah. next logical step. You know, they're already trusting us to, to tell them about where to go. Now it's where to live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with that, it, it really helped me to, to grow a, a huge social media base and, I know I have the the largest social media following of any realtor in it's Michigan. Wild! How many people, yeah. how many followers do you have? I total we're between Instagram, Facebook, all the different pages and stuff. We're at about forty thousand, and wow, uh, we, uh, which is great for my sellers because you're getting exposure. It, it, it exposure, gives yeah. me yeah a platform to really showcase their homes. I don't see a lot of selfies from you though. Uh, well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm not vain like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like Paul. You mean? Yeah, I, I, my face is Paul. You guys are, you're welcome. Uh, so that's awesome. So yeah, so t- talk to me real quick, and, I, and we're running out of time, but you know, social media did play a big role in, in, getting in, in your networking, and I think a lot of people are trying to do that now, and you see people kind of go into it, but it's, it doesn't just happen overnight. It takes a lot of like actual work to like create a presence online. Well, there's a difference between just like posting something on social or media adding value. and adding value, adding content mm-hmm. that, that makes sense to people, yep. but also, <clears throat> but also to do it at a high level, you actually have to talk to those people. Yep. So we're actually, we're hiring, um, someone to, to run most of our social media right now. And, you know, it was told to me from a, a very smart social media influencer that, you know, if I told you 120 years ago that you could buy up all of the waterfront properties in the world at pennies on the dollar, would you? Yep. Well, That's what you're doing in social. social media, you have an opportunity to post free content all over all of these platforms that are going to live out there in the world forever at no cost. At no cost. Yeah. And people are saying, well, I should do it maybe twice a day yeah, and one yeah, business. I, and one I don't so- feel very comfortable doing it. I want a hundred gonna... posts a day. Yeah. I want to put out constant content yeah. so that it, one, it's living there. It's free. And, content. and we have a chance to, to help a lot of people, to teach a lot of people about the industry, about our team, about, you know, our, you know, just connecting with people, but then talking to them when they respond. But what you do well yeah. about it, and I think that this is the biggest thing about social today's, in today's world, it can be contrived. It has to be authentic. 
Yeah. And he did a really good job making it as authentic as possible. It was, it was authentic and it still is, right? And I think that's important. I think a lot of people try to do, uh, you know, the Instagram thing and they're like posting pictures of them eating food and by the beach, but that doesn't add any value. And it's not like it just feels like, what, what, do, I, what do I know? What does that mean? Right. Why are you eating food? And <laughs> you look cute, but I don't know. That's about it. Um, so that's good, good job on that, obviously. Um, so as we're running out of time, um, we do a thing called three questions. Uh-oh. Uh, every show we ask three totally random questions. You're excited for yeah. this one? It's gonna, I think it's gonna be interesting. Okay. First one's always the same. Uh, first one is what scares Logan work? Um, not being successful and being able to take care of my family. It's pretty, yeah, that's, that's a big driver, right? It's funny. Fear can be a driver and a debilitator. It just depends on how you, yeah, it. so yeah. It's a, it's a necessity. I, you have to, you have to have, everybody has fear. Everybody has it. it. Just depends on how you, like, take that information and use it, right? So it motivates you on yeah, some level too. Yeah, for sure. Right? It's interesting. Okay. Second one is, and I did this, I like this one. Uh, if you were on a uh, deserted island by yourself and you had to pick one person to be on that island with, who would it be and why? Well, then you wouldn't be by yourself. No, well, yeah. you're by yourself, but now I'm a magical genie and I come on, I'm like, you can have one person with you. Who would it be? Well, I would have to be my wife. Okay. No, no that's excluded. <laughs> Barring your family. That's right. Okay. That's right. Barring, okay no they family. cannot be there. Um, God, it would have to be somebody that, that entertains me a lot. Um, well, these days I can't live without my assistant, so <laughs> I might have to have my assistant come. But there's, no, there's nobody to assist with. There's, there's no real estate. <laughs> there's no real estate, but. Well, maybe. Maybe but you guys uh, I, partial you know, off the island and. Yeah. Be, like, the type of, the type of person that I am and, and one of the reasons why I, I think I, I do pretty well with real estate is, you know, I, I'm big picture. Yeah. And then the detail stuff I'm really bad at. Sure. And that's why I was smart enough to know that I needed somebody to take that over. So, hey, I might be able to plan on how for us, how we can make a fire. Yeah. But then the details I, I, of getting get, the get, stuff, get twigs, I need the assistant to do that. Got so, it. Michaela, you're coming to the island with There you go. <laughs> there you go. Boom. Uh, there you go. Um, I don't know. The third question. I've got one in my head, but I, does anybody have anything they can think of? Well, the one I did with Raven last week. Do that one. If, I like so, that one. If you're on, you're on death row. That's a good one. What is your last meal? Anything you want, as many sides, whatever. What is it and why? That's easy. Easy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, possible for me to pick. Well, it's your last meal, bro. Yeah, it would have to be Lely's. Oh, uh, all right. The whole six course, all of it. Yeah, the from the minestrone to the salad to the bread with zip sauce to the veal parm. I know everybody gets the fillet, but I get the zip sauce with the bread, so I don't need to get the fillet. Zip sauce is pretty good. And, uh, I, I, you can drink that. You can drink place. that. Shit. Oh my god, it's so good. So you can put it on anything. It was they so invented zip sauce. Yeah. I don't, yeah, their zip sauce. You never had oh. zip sauce. I don't. I've never had zip sauce. I've this never heard of Lully's. Life changing. Where is Lully's? Look at Jessica. Jessica's about to like. There's one right next I'm to the really Silver Dome. I'm really sad for you right now. I know. <laughs> I mean, really, I'm sheltered. It's so good. Never had zip sauce. Gosh. Have you ever had a pasty? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you from up north? Yeah. He's from the UP. Okay. He's from um, an actual right. up north, not Traverse City. That's You're not, not really a fudgy. No. But no zip sauce. Never had zip sauce. I'm sorry. You guys have to take him. Yeah. I'm not taking. Where is where is it? Well, there's one right next to the Silverdome, and now there's Stephen Lally's on the green in yeah. Farmington Hills. Yeah. That's that's really nice. That's really nice. So you got to go to the original one by the Silverdome. No, no, it's okay. the original was in Detroit. Okay. They burnt down. Now, mind oh. you, that's the best. There's zip sauce, you but can, I mean, we maybe we'll just go to Kroger and get like we'll make the zip bottled sauce. zip sauce, and you can like yeah. 
We'll get like yeah. a. Why are you trying to sauce. cheapen this for me? And then <laughs> the second would be my own, my mom's recipe that I've tweaked: bolognese sauce. Oh, really? On anything? I need, we're gonna have to try that. It's pretty it, amazing. It's fire. Yeah, I want it. Um, so, Logan, thank you so much for doing the show, man. Let the audience know how they can get a hold of you if they if they want your services in any capacity. Sure. So you can check us out, learn about myself and my team, and the homes that we have for sale and. There's a lot of cool, fun tools on our website, www.indulgepropertygroup.com, or you can call me directly at 248-320-1142. What if they want to check out your Instagram? Indulge Detroit. Indulge Detroit. And then give that phone number one more time, man. 248-320-1142. Again, Logan, man, we really appreciate you having you on. I know yeah, thanks for having me. Some time in the works, but we finally got you in. Yeah, I appreciate I really it. Really appreciate you being on. <laughs> Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening to us. Obviously, you can go to irepodcast.com uh, to check us out. They can go to, it will be, you know, we're on all the other stuff too, right? Yeah. Like I, iTunes, we're on iTunes. Yeah. If if you do listen to us on iTunes, and I know a lot of people do, and then by, by the way, the audience in Sweden really appreciate the listening. Uh, I, there's a lot of listeners in Sweden uh, re- recently yeah. in Netherlands, um, which I was. We should put a poll out there during one of our shows about where people are listening and just try to figure out because we don't know a poll where like on like on Facebook. Or, well, I guess that doesn't work. They're that watching way. on That's Facebook. How it works, yeah, dude. never mind. Let him handle it. I got. It. I got it. So anyway, text Paul. Let him know where you're listening. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> See you next week. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 